Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to Elementary Springfield. I'm Claire. I'm Lauren. Do you say Claire Sullivan? Uh, yes, sir. I'm Claire Sullivan. I don't know. I'm like, you say, I'm Claire, and I'm like, I'm Lauren Bock. Thank you very much. because <laughs> I call you Bock. I know, and I think that's fine, but like I feel Madonna. like you just listening to it for the first time. I feel like... What is she? What is, is it? Beck? I don't want to be Beck. You're not Beck. No offense. You're not a Beck. Beck is a boring ass name. Poor Beck. All the Becks out there. I mean, we I'm love sorry. You, Beck. But also, you know. Becky. Becky. Beck. Becks. Bexter. Bexter. I mean, I am boxed. I mean. Bock. But you are Bock. We're doing, <laughs> We're doing a el- Simpsons podcast. Yes, welcome to Elementary Springfield. Funnily enough, doing uh, seasons one to, no, three, three to, to eight. Because <laughs> fuck season one. I should know by now that's not what we're doing. <laughs> it's because I haven't seen The Simpsons. You haven't seen it? Yeah, because I grew up in Tasmania, Yeah, which is my excuse. Which is your excuse. They had no, uh, it was on pay TV. Yes. In the formative Simpsons on years on Ozstar, so you never got to it. Yeah, you didn't have it. I mean, who had pay TV in the 90s? Um, no lots one. of people. Oh, okay, right. In- well, that's how I got to watch the Naked News. Okay. Yeah. So I saw the Naked News before I ever saw The Simpsons. Your cultural references are a little bit skewed, so we're <laughs> just trying skewed. to put them in order. Yes. Making the world make more sense. Good. <laughs> we are up to Saturdays of Thunder. Yes. This which week's. the name made no sense because I assumed it was from a reference to the it 1700s. Is... <laughs> 1380s. Where Simpsons have been pulling their references from. From the Dark Ages. Which is, it is from the movie Days of Thunder, which is a... that famous movie. Tom Cruise movie from the 90s. Oh, right. The Simpsons is an interesting one because they have a lot of really modern topical references happening throughout it. Like Mary Tyler Moore. Well, yeah, because she was (laughs) in sitcoms at the time. Oh, was she? Oh, okay. So really up to sort of like... You know, really topicals, even having like Michael Jackson in one of the episodes and, and the kind of, you know, really sort of on yeah. point, like zeitgeisty kind of stuff mixed with. Mr. Smith goes to. Mr. Smith goes, goes to, to Washington, Washington. <laughs> goes to Hollywood. <laughs> and other like 1920s, 1930s classical references. Yeah. And I think that sort of, you know, that juxtaposition throughout the series is actually what does make it kind of great because yeah. it has a classical feel. But with a modern updated tone, updated for the time, updated for the time because Which is updated. today <laughs> oh, Saturdays no. of Thunder is is very much not updated. No, it is not updated. So shall we begin? We shall begin. Uh, what a what a fun episode! Hilarious. It's very funny. Just at the top, one of my most funniest episodes yeah so far in what we've done yeah do you agree constantly laughs very good calls yeah very good jokes i don't think i've ever and i've never heard of it no i never heard of that episode like i've heard of some Mm -hmm. as i said i've i've heard of the uh the the rail the one rail in the sky episode the monorail monorail that's it the monorail i've heard of that episode yeah um (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure I've heard and of more. And that's it. 
It's possibly the only episode I'd actually have seen several times. What did you enjoy? Why have you watched it several times? Because it's the it's everyone's favorite, right? Okay. So everyone's like, "You haven't seen Simpsons? Well, watch this episode." And I was uh, like, "All right." And then you watch it, and you're like, "Well, I've done it. This is my every five years. Yes. I'm watching Monorail. Monorail. Exactly. Okay. Because <laughs> you know that is based off the Music Man. The I'm, what? <laughs> Which is. A film from the, like, 40s or something. The, the 14, 40s, From the yes. 1440s. <laughs> yes. In, just in the medieval ages. He was. What Very Shakespearean. <laughs> I think Shakespeare was right in the 1500s, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Uh, who knows? I should. I have read a biography <laughs> oh, on Shakespeare. Really? Yeah. When? Bill Bright. <laughs> in the 1500s. Ah, yes. <laughs> When? <laughs> when you read books late at night. Do you read biographies a lot? Uh, yeah, I actually went through a huge biography phase. Of I'm reading like famous yes. biographies, not like current memoir, which are hot right now, but like a not, famous not necessarily. biography of Winston Churchill. Yeah. One but, which you could make a house out of because they're all the size of a brick. Yeah, I do like myself a biography. Um, Warris Deary's Desert Flower was a very formative uh, book for me. What is that? Desert Flower. It's the story of a woman who grew up in like war-torn uh, Ethiopia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was a nomad. So mm-hmm. they drank like goat's milk. She was um, trigger, fe- circumcised. Oh, wow. Uh, and then she was discovered by a talent agency and went, ended up in London as a model. Whoa. Yeah. Yep. Working with like Naomi Campbell and stuff. Oh my God. And so it's a very good book. That sounds good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. She did a follow up. Not as good. Uh, and of course, my favorite biography, Scar Tissue. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which is, we were in an op shop. Yes. And I was saying about how much I love uh, memoirs when it's all about the drugs and the alcohol and the sex. And I'm like, that's what I just love. They're my favorite bits in all memoirs. And, and I was like, then you should check out Scar Tissue. And I said, oh, this? And pulled it off the shelf. It was literally right there in front of I you. I did not have to take a single step. I didn't see it. <laughs> I thought you were talking about it because it was right there. Incorrect. <laughs> That is another book you can also build a house out of. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like um So much drugs and sex. Uh, yeah, it's good, isn't it? I haven't started yet. Oh, okay. I've right. got like another pile of books. You got more other sexy druggy books to go before uh, you get to that one. I've got several books I need to finish. Mm. I work at a bookshop. I get them real uh, cheap. Oh, you get them. All right. So this was a Bill Bryson Shakespeare. Oh. Um, biography. The best thing about Shakespeare is they know fucking nothing about him. Yeah. So a lot of the biographies, him going, we are unsure um, about what ha- was happening with Shakespeare during this time. We oh. kind of think it might be this, but also... Hmm. So you're saying that Shakespeare in Love was not a completely accurate documentary? Um, I just don't want to... What, he fucked Gwyneth Paltrow? I don't want to disturb you about this. Shakespeare and Gwyneth Paltrow, they yeah, fucked? They did. Good. But that is not possibly based on entirely true events. What? You're saying it's <laughs> yeah. not a documentary? It's not a documentary. With no. real life sex? No. Part porn? <laughs> part documentary? No. Shakespeare no. in Love? No, Shakespeare in Love, not a documentary. I've seen it once and I remember it very well. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Rafe Fiennes? Oh, yes. That's yes. right. Yeah. It's such a, a beautiful man. Yes. And then... Gwen- Joseph. Joseph Fiennes. Oh. Rafe Fiennes is... Voldemort. Voldemort. 
<laughs> not a sexy Voldemort. No, no, no not Josephine. sexy. Josephine. Whoever he is, he's very sexy. He's so sexy. Mm. <laughs> Who can pull off a medieval vest like him? Because oh. I'm often, I don't think of a man in a vest and I'm like, no. Get them away from me. Stay away. You've got a vest. I do not want to see it. You have a vest with nothing else on underneath. We're at Rainbow Serpent. That's fine. Oh, it's fine, but I do not want to be at Rainbow Serpent. <laughs> no. The only person with a vest that is sexy is Joseph Fiennes and a Cartoon Aladdin. Fuck yes. Yes. But, all right. Absolutely. Yes. I will pay that. Top Just two. Fez and vest combo are much oh. too third century. Oh, they're so hot. It's pretty hot. He's the hottest. Oh, yeah. And Jasmine is the hot. They're the oh, hottest couple. Yeah, the hottest couple. So Days of Thunder. Yes, Days of Thunder. Which is an action movie. Oh. The Simpsons episode is kind of modeled on it. Oh, right. Like yeah. a, He's ah. like, a, like a racing car driver. Right. Open wheel racing. But oh, IndyCar car racing. IndyCar car racing. With Damien Power's brother. Y- what? Do you know Damien Power, the Sydney comic? Y- yes. His brother is a f- world famous IndyCar racer. There you go. And that's basically oh, the you fact know, I know about Who is in this Power. movie? What? Yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. Robert Duvall, Nicole Kidman. I love Nicole. Carrie Ells from um, Princess Bride. Oh, I've really. And uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. I've not seen Robin Hood Men in Tights. I've only okay. seen half of Princess Bride. John C. Riley. Oh, I love him. I don't know why I haven't seen much of Princess Bride. I have also have not seen it. Oh, thank God. Thank you. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm Are the we only ones. We are the only ones. I have been made to watch it, but I think I fell asleep and I don't really know much about it and yeah. I don't know what the fuss is. I don't understand why everyone loves it. But it's kind of boring. It is kind of boring. But Carrie Ellis is great in it. Who is Carrie Ellis? Well, like the guy who's also in Robin Hood Men in Tights. I haven't seen Robin Hood. I know. Anyway, he's a he's a babe. Think of a babe. Oh, oh yeah. There you go. Think of the babe. There you go. He's a babe. babe. He's a babe. babe. Yeah. Real hot babe. Okay. Babe with a power. Which power? Your power. So voodoo. voodoo. Mm. Bowie's a babe. Bowie's a babe mm. too. Yeah. All right. Back on track. Uh, <laughs> are we? This is loose. <laughs> A little loose today. My Mr. Sugar Cube. So we open on Homer watching television. Watching infomercials. Watching infomercials and getting really caught up in them. With Dr. Nick. Dr. Nick. Have you met him before? No, but I have heard of Dr. Nick. There we go. Because I've heard people be like, hi, Dr. Nick. So if I say, hello, everybody. And and then they say, hello, hi, Dr. Nick. There you go. Yeah. Did you... Pick up on that? Uh, well, they said that. They did. And I think I've heard people say that. There you go. You Hooray! Know, Hi, Dr. Nick. I feel like that's another integral part. Of the world. Of the world. Is being able to understand the high Dr. Nick situation. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud. Because <laughs> normally my favourite TV doctor is House. Mm-hmm. Mm. I have not seen House. Look, that's fine. I feel like a lot of this podcast is us just talking about the things we have haven't not seen. seen. I love House. <laughs> and it's fine that you haven't seen it. Yeah, good. Then... it's like a murder mystery but with a body. Mm. <laughs> you know how I love murder mystery shows? With a body? Yeah. But so there's bodies mur- in murder mystery shows. Y- yeah, uh, yes. But like instead of there being a murder mm. in House, it's... Uh, it's a mysterious illness. And he gets to the end of it and he takes off his glasses and he's like, 
Well, everybody, I'm so glad we've gotten you here. It's me, Hugh Laurie. Basically, I'm yes. actually very English. Yes, exactly. But here is my American accent. That's a terrible impression of Hugh Laurie. It's flawless. Yes. <laughs> I haven't seen a house. What do you expect? Did you all know that it was hypermaglutabusis all along? That's exactly it. Repeat. It's so good. How many seasons of it? Uh, there's seven. Seven seasons. Uh, but that's uh, two seasons too many. Right. Or one and a half season. Or maybe there's ten. I don't know. But you don't want to watch after season six. Okay. Because him and Cuddy get together and it's very disappointing. So, Katie, did you know it was... Cuddy. Cuddy? Cuddy. Cuddy. C-U-D-D-Y. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> it's her last name, uh, I think. Oh, right. He calls her by her last name. Yeah, Cuddy. Oh, how charming. Yeah. Oh. Oh, he's not charming. He's a lech. He's horrible. Oh, he's I a... love it. Okay. He's the only TV doctor that I love. So not Dr. Nick. No, but I see why people like him. Okay. Yeah, he's fun. fun. He's fun. He's a he's a fun guy. Yeah, and they had that other guy you may know remember me. Troy McClure. Troy McClure back and, again. And Doctor Nick. Yeah, together both at together last, at last as they should be. And a little tiny like Easter egg almost because Doctor Nick is spruiking some cleaning product mm. and he brings Edgar Allan Poe's tombstone in. <laughs> this is very funny to clean it. And Nick goes, "Oh, you know, we have this terrible, dirty tombstone." And then Troy McClure in like. True infomercials. Well, I guess we just have to throw it away then. <laughs> I haven't read any Ed Callan. Well, there poem. is later on in a Treehouse of Horror a Edgar Allan Poe. They do the whole Raven poem. Oh, it's very good. Oh, cool! So we so got that's that to look why way to. more people know about Edgar Allan Poe. Yes, because of normal. The Simpsons. Yeah, and they all can quote the fucking Raven poem, but I can be like, oh, I, when he was uh, killed, they used his body to vote several times, probably, and that's why he was murdered, you know? What? He was murdered, uh, so that he, he voted, and then he went to the pub and got really drunk, and then some people who like to use people's bodies to vote again, they murdered him, and then they used his body so he could vote again for... Anyway... I didn't know that. The voting fraud that uh, Trump talks about so much. I had no idea that that's what happened to Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's... But until then, it just shows that there's there's often a couple of things that might come back around a little bit later on. Um, So here's the thing. Have you met Patty and Selma before? I know who they are, Mm -hmm. and I don't think I met them, but I love them. (laughs) (laughs) I love them, and I would die for them. Is it because they they share the same opinion you have? Yes, about Homer being a shit kicker. Yes. Absolutely dog shit of a dad yep yes great also they're great just their gravelly voices they're constantly smoking yeah yeah they're yeah. like nah, 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 nah. we go to the beauty parlor <laughs> yes yes <laughs> that's so good it's like we all go to the beauty parlor sometimes yeah they're just they're they're women that don't give a fuck about what people think of them i love them and they so get much. these ridiculous hairstyles so and then they spray Mason Barney's face later on, it's, which is a beautiful moment. It's delightful. Me and my friend have a bet. And she's like, <laughs> die. <laughs> I love this. I would love to see like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern moment, except with Patty and Selma. Patty and what Selma. do they do when they're not going around to the Simpsons? What do they do? Uh, I'm pretty I, sure they'd... They'd smoke. And chat. Smoking chat, which just sounds like a dream. That sounds like it's a kind of what I want from my life. I want to hang out with them. Me too. Yeah. yeah. They've got a lot them? of things to say. Ah, oh, 
They are my retirement plan. Oh, yes. Yeah. We'll be in the same house with your sister and then all yeah. three of us will become Patty and Selma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pass the butter, honey. <laughs> what? I'm not going to be margarine now, am I? Going to the beauty parlor. Going to the beauty parlor. 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 <laughs> I love them. Uh, And they are right because Homer is a terrible person and no matter what this episode provides me with evidence that he's a good dad, he's still a piece of shit dad. Can I make an observation? Uh Uh-huh. So uh, this episode is entirely about uh, Homer and Bart Mm -hmm. working together on a soapbox derby. Yep. Uh, sort of Days of Thunder, Saturdays of Thunder, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. So that's what they're working on. Which is quite cute. Which is absolutely adorable. Yeah. And Bart, at one point, just before they're about to do the race to win, he says, "My dad." I'm just thinking about my dad lying on the couch drinking a beer and watching the TV. I've never seen him like that. And a part of me goes, do you think that in actual fact making Homer this terrible bad person, bad father is actually just the writers know that he is bad and they are purposefully making him bad. Yes, they right. they know that he's bad. They make him bad because he's an alcoholic and he hates everyone. Yeah. And he only does things because he feels guilty and not because he loves his kids. Does that not make him a good sitcom character then? Because mm. It means that there is always ways of just throwing things up at him and, and sort of throwing up a gauntlet of yes. bringing somebody from a place of badness into the light yeah. only to have them go back to the badness for the next episode. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I would agree with that. It's just I think I'm still shocked by how much of a terrible, so, absolutely terrible. So it's not funny for you. No. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. And everyone loves him. And I thought he had a bit more warmth to him. Well, everyone just loves him because he's meant to be this, like, just a doofus who, like, slips up but still loves his family. But if he actually loved his family, he would he would pay more attention and not because a magazine made him feel guilty. It's all often outside influences. Yeah. It's never kind of coming from his own place where he's like, oh, I think I've done the wrong thing here. Yeah. Like it's always something external. However, the external part in this episode is that he has to go to the Fatherhood Institute, which is <laughs> fucking amazing. It's so good. <laughs> uh, and my favourite part, I think, was when he was picking up the phone to call the Fatherhood Institute and the hold music was Cat from the, the Cradle. cradle. <laughs> A little boy blue and the man in the moon. Oh. When you're coming home, son, I don't know when, but we'll get together then. It's actually a banger. Yeah, it is a banger. I only found out about that song because of that uh, This American Life episode. I'm pretty sure it's This American Life, where they that reporter like falls in love with this really strange, um, ch- this kid who was a huge hit in the 70s of like advertising. It was this little ginger kid who looked really cute. Mm-hmm. And then on this, there's this one episode where he's interviewed on like a Tonight Show. They start playing the Cats in the Cradle song and then the kid's like, no, he starts breaking down. It's like, don't play that song. Please don't play that song. And then they're like, oh, what's wrong? And then it's like the singer's singing and playing and everyone, the audience is like having a nice time with this kid is like, crying like don't play that song and then the reporter like asks this act this man as an adult 50 years later or whatever it's like oh what was going on the actor's like oh nothing i just didn't like the song and the reporter's like what what you sure and he's like yep just didn't like the song don't talk about didn't like the song oh oh and then so there was 
it, oh, there's definitely something going on. <laughs> but it's like this whole episode of This American Life, which if you ever listen to This American Life, it takes on for like fucking ever. And then they go through this whole thing. And then at the end, there's no resolution. It's very unsatisfying. And yet they replay it every single fucking year. But apparently it's well loved. Okay. Well, you can't stop with the people like, uh, right? That's true. The people like Homer. Yeah. The people like the guy with the unsatisfying ending. Yes. There's something fucking there, right? My guess, which is what I thought you were going to say, is that that song made him feel bad about his dad. Well, that's what the reporter asked him. I assume. He's like, no, I had a good relationship with my dad. We're like, mm. Or funeral song. There's no-go funeral songs for me, you as well. Well, um, at my dad's funeral, it was just like Catholic music, so I'm fine. But there was one <laughs> song which was like, mum was like, oh, I really like this song. So we'll put that in, but it's like this Catholic song. But like even at like a normal church thing, she would just start crying. Yeah. Because it's like the funeral song. Oh, before she even put it in for the funeral. Yeah, yeah. She'd be like, this one already makes me feel sad. Yes. On a normal Sunday, she's going to church before he was dead, you know, just a regular Sunday. She went to church and they put that song in there for whatever reason. She would just bawl. And then she's like, we'll put that song in there. I'm like, mommy, sure? (laughs) Should we want to add another layer of deep trauma to this song? She's like, I want it. Like, all right, Mom. Well, it's, I mean, if you're already crying about it already. Yeah, it's a very it's sad actual, song. actually not a bad idea, you yeah. know, because then you don't want to ruin a song you might like. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Right? It's like, yeah. well, I already feel this certain emotion. Mm. I can, you know, stitch a nice little quilt of emotions yeah. to this one song and just kind of, it's more convenient, yeah. right? Maybe that's what she was going oh, yeah. for. Yeah. I reckon that's right. My mind is uh, What a Wonderful World. Oh. We see trees of green. Oh, really? Right? Oh, yeah. We played that at Dad's <sighs> funeral. And, like, basically, you know, the opening strains, I'm just like, change the channel. Change it. Don't want to hear it. I can't even really listen to it now. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. It's just sad. Yeah. It's a sad song. And it's obviously one of those, like, looking down from heaven kind of ones. and yeah. da, da, da. Uh Nah, it's still too much. Yeah. Still. It's just, but, I mean, also, you know, such a sad time. Yeah. Which makes me think, what kind of funeral songs are our future? Oh, God. <laughs> you know? It's funny to hear Heartbeats by the Knife, that fun <laughs> electronic song. Oh, my God. That's totally going to be one of those. Or the, what is it, the Jose Gonzalez version of it? Oh, yeah. One night to be confused. confused. <laughs> Turn it off. And I'll be like, I asked for the original. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. She needs the uh, the beautiful acoustic one. Like, no. No, Lush Beats. Lush Beats. Lush Beats. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good funeral song. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? It's yeah. great. If I ever get married, I want it at the party. Do you think that people would, you know, appreciate Genuine's Pony if I... <laughs> You know, it's just got a driving beat to it. I think that would be really good. <laughs> I'm riding my pony, my sandals. Is it sandals? I don't know the lyrics. I always think they're saying sandals. I've just said it out loud now. I'm it's definitely not sandals. My sandals. Do in it. Because... <laughs> I just imagine someone like riding a pony, pony a on the one. beach <laughs> with, their, with their feet in the sandals. <laughs> Shetland pony. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and yet it's a sexy song. It's very sexy. It's the sexiest. 
sexy funeral songs. There's a Spotify playlist I want to see. You can take your hat off. No, you can leave you your can hat You can leave your hat, hat on. on. Oh. <laughs> it's like the coffin has been taken down the aisle. And then all the pallbearers like start like doing their ties off and like taking off their baby take off your shoes. You can leave your hat on. And then they like place one fedora over the coffin and just like knock it off. That's what happens at um a uh, magic mic. If one member of Magic Mike dies, yeah. they do that. The gonna, bearers Paul Bearers are going to like strip. do a strip. <laughs> They've all got their freshly shaved chests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's There's a crew of them. There's six already. That's good even numbers. Jeff wanted this. <laughs> <laughs> Look, is there such is a good shade of tan for your funeral? Is there funeral tan? <laughs> there is now. Look, I just don't think it's a four. I think it's probably more like a 2.5. Yeah, just a little bit subtler. Just a little bit subtler, you know. <laughs> Something that also won't run when we cry. <laughs> so boys, get your tan boys, done a few days before. Boys, just take it a few and then just do some exfoliation maybe yeah. the night before. Yeah. You know. You don't want that orange running down your shirt. No, I don't want that patchiness. <laughs> that patchiness, you know, it's not what Jeff would have wanted. Jeff. What's Jeff. What he said that all the time. You know what he said, yeah. It's smooth tan, smooth balls. Yeah, he said smooth tan, smooth balls, no patches. <laughs> no patches. Dance, like that is actually one of the requests that he has had that his body be posthumously shaved. Because, as we all know, hair grows. Hair grows underground. Yeah. Your fingernails and your hair still yeah. grows. And we all know that he wants a Sean Ball for life. Sean. And death. Yeah, so we're all pushing in to get him laser treatment. <laughs> Look, a p- contribution of the portions of the funeral cost will go towards <laughs> Jeff's scrotum laser surgery. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. The GoFundMe is now live. <laughs> Please share it on your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. Hashtag. Jeff smooth balls in the ground. Jeff smooth balls in the ground. All right, so we've gone places today. We've gone lots of places. Uh, it's a shame because it was a good episode. It was. Bill Cosby. There, that's the problem. Bill Cosby. <laughs> Bill Cosby. Unfortunately, once Homer reaches the Fatherhood <laughs> Institute, <laughs> he is given a copy of Bill Cosby's Fatherhood, yes. which is given to him com- completely without irony. No, no irony. And he reads from it. And at one point, a thing that he says that comes out of his mouth is, Bill Cosby, you've saved the Simpsons. There must be a list of all... The sexual predators that have appeared <laughs> on The Simpsons. It just shows which at the time nothing is evergreen. They did not. They did, no one knew, or maybe not enough. Not that many people knew, or you know, it wasn't widely known. Look, what can you do? What can, what you, can do? you fucking do? <gasps> when he pulled Cosby. it out, I was like, oh no. <laughs> And then it just like kept coming back, and I'm like, "Oh yeah. no!" He kept bringing it back as though he was a beacon of light. Well, he was. He was, He had that show. He was the kids say the darndest things. Yeah, he had a lot of stuff that was people loved him. People, he was loved. Remember when he used to be at all the op shops? 
about 10 years ago. You couldn't go to a single op shop without finding a copy of Bill Cosby's Fatherhood. Yeah, they're, they're all gone now. Yeah, oh yeah, they're all gone. So, um, and then, so they build this uh, slot car racing derby car thing. Soapbox soap racing, box. which seems a very uniquely American concept. Yes, it's a soapbox, a wooden box that used to hold soap. I believe that's kind of the idea that they're made out of that. Yeah, yeah. right. Yes. We had one that we built I think we... What would we I, call it? We I wouldn't call it a soapbox. We didn't call them soapboxes, though, when we were what kids. We, we called call them, them something else, and now I can't for the life of me remember what they're called. It's not a cubby, Lauren. Stop thinking that. That's cubby. House's love interest. What do... Like, just a cart? Like a go-kart? go-kart. Yeah, a go-kart. Yeah, but... We had one. We had one, like... But you... Yeah, I think we just called them go-karts. Yeah, we Because you could one. have the special motorised ones that you yeah. could drive around a track. Yeah. But you could also... Make a go kart. Yeah, we'd make a go kart. We had one which uh, I think my dad built, and um, there was a bit which. Oh, that'd be good in Hobart. Oh yeah, it was great. Hills everywhere. Hills everywhere. Yeah, hills galore. Um, and there was a bit of the bit where you could have your feet on, you could swivel it. Yes. So you could turn corners. You know, uh-huh. it's like that plastic. Uh, covered rope, thin rope that's covered in that green, thick plastic. Oh, I know that rope, baby. Oh, yeah. I know that rope. Yeah. And it was one of those plastic school chairs that had been undrilled uh-huh. and uh-huh. then drilled onto the wooden plank. Oh, that's very clever. Yeah. Nice work. Yes, you could turn corners and you had a back. You had a seat. So just kind of like a little sort of just a few planks, basically. Yeah, yeah with just some a couple of planks. wheels attached to it. Yeah. That's so much fun. Yeah. I we, No, none of that. Didn't, weren't, weren't a big building house. Uh, Didn't build a lot of stuff. Yeah. You no. Need, you, need a, you need a building person. Yeah, which is funny because Homer wants to build yes. this Soapbox with Bart in order for him to be a better father, which yes. is what Patty and Selma are judging him for, mm. and, essentially. And he lists his resume of, of building, building things, which was fucking hilarious. So funny. What a, like that, also that type the of joke. The spice rack? Yeah, that type of Great. joke of like the visual this, and then you show it and it's terrible. It's mm-hmm. like they haven't done that so far in The Simpsons, mm-hmm. that specific type of uh, joke, con- you know, construct. Little, like, three-part kind of flash yeah, sort boom, of thing. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. That's a good point. It was yeah. so funny, the visual thing of, like, I did this. And nice spice rack, it. and the spice rack is terrible. <laughs> terrible. And the escalation from that. And then it's the, um, I think it's the birdhouse. The, the bird. birdhouse with a squished bird in it. <laughs> Dead squashed bird. And then the gymboree. The gymboree. <laughs> and when it shows Maggie at the top of a slide oh, on God, a gymboree, which looks very bad, I can just hear you go, Oh no! Uh, all I could see me. was splinters. <laughs> so many splinters. <laughs> I imagine all the splinters on your bum. The hairs in the back of my neck went up a little bit. Oh. I was like, hubba, hubba, hubba. Ah, and then it all collapses, and she Eesh. gets caught in a nail. It's great. It's great. What a great joke. They also had this wonderful joke. Remember the carefree days of the Great Depression. <laughs> Yes, uh, they also have a uh, Lucky Lindy reference as well. What was Lucky Lindy? If it's not been covered in a podcast that I listen to, don't know who he is. Charles Lindbergh. Ooh, like the Lindbergh disaster? That's the Hindenburg. Ah, yes, very different. <laughs> the Hindenburg disaster. American aviator. Ah. He did the first nonstop flight from New York to Paris. Oh. Yeah. The first solo transatlantic flight in the plane 
the spirit of St. Louis. Oh, he didn't stop over in Dubai or anything like that? No, he flew one and he had like literally like no fuel left. Oh my God. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. How did he not die? So he was caught. That's why he was lucky. Oh. (laughs) Also, um, so when he landed as well, there was something like 100,000 people at the place where he had landed. Wow. Like he was a superstar. He was technically like the first celebrity. Wow. Yeah, because of what he did. Everyone was just like mad for it. It was yeah. like, yeah, nineteen in the 1920s. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so yeah. Good on him. Good on him. So Lucky he, for, Lindo. He, uh, for the next he's 33 and a half hours, he was in the air. Fuck. Jesus. And he was flying the entire time? He was. I once caught a bus for 33 and a half hours and that was... Horrendous. What? Where? I mean, I caught, uh, so it was a series of three buses, but the stopovers were like an hour. Ugh. So I, I caught a bus from Edinburgh to London, then from London to Paris Bercy, which if you've ever been to fucking Paris Bercy is one of the worst bus stations, worst part of Paris. You're like, I'm in Paris. There's no cafe. <laughs> do not like it. <laughs> no wine. You're near a park and the park is terrifying. You're like, this. <laughs> this why oh, gay Paris. Yeah, Paris. Oh, God. Uh, I don't want to get back on the bus. Uh, Yes. Uh, 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 Au revoir, little girl. No, it's not even a fucking cafe where you can buy a baguette to eat just because because they don't care about capitalism, I guess. They're like, they don't want to put a little... you know, snack place there. Come on. I know. I know you're French, but, I mean, you're still capitalists, right? I know, right? It's the fucking main bus station in Paris. In Paris is a huge... Anyway, and then from there to Milan. And altogether, it was Oof. 33 and a half hours. Oh, that's fucked. I feel like fucked. that was a fairly similar adversity that um, Charles Lindbergh took. The other half thing that happened, because he was really, really famous, um, his uh, son was abducted from his crib. Oh. Yeah. That's horrible. Claim to be the kick- kidnapper picked up a cash ransom of $50,000. Oh. Which was made of gold certificates, whatever the shit Oh, they yeah, are, I know what they are. Which were in circulation and therefore attract attention. The child's remains were found in the woods not far from the Lindbergh home. How fucked is that? That's horrible. In response to what was rightly called the crime of the century, Congress passed the so-called Lindbergh Law, which made kidnapping a federal offence if the victim is taken across state lines, such as the Lindbergh case, or the kidnapper uses the mail or interstate or foreign commerce in committing or in furtherance of the commission of the offence, so is demanding ransom. Yeah, right. So it was very early kind of wow. ransom kidnapping. There wasn't such a thing. No, before. because people weren't super duper famous and like yeah. what you could see is like a public feather that would be really rich. Wow. Yeah, so gold certificate things are like instead of giving out um, actual money bills, Mm. which you couldn't get enough money bills to cover the amount of money Mm. that was worth, uh, you could have that much amount in your account, but it sometimes was gold, and so you would get a certificate that said how much that gold is worth, and so you would hand over several certificates adding up to $50,000 of money, which is Hmm. gold. I'm um, pretty sure that's how it works. Is that what a bullion is? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> gone too far. All right, we've gone too far. Backtrack, backtrack. backtrack, backtrack okay, backtrack. okay, okay. We should get on track. Get on track and wrap it up soon. Yes. So, Mary, Mary Tyler Moore, I've heard of her because the Weezer song. Good. Mm. And however we find these references, 
is worth it, right? Yes, Everyone yes. has a rich tapestry of yes. the references that they know. Exactly. If I was if I was fifty, I probably would have seen the Mary Tyler Moore show. But mm-hmm. because I'm twenty seven, mm-hmm. I've listened to Weezer. There you go. <laughs> Pork and beans. What a great song. <laughs> yes, Mary Tyler and Mo- Mary Tyler Moore. And I also I wasn't expecting the hero, the hero of Bart. What a great joke. It sounds like the three times uh, salt box. Soapbox Derby winner, whatever his name is, to be an adult. Great reveal at the last minute there. Bart's hero that he's been droning on about the entire episode is actually a tiny little boy. Tiny. Tiny. That says that brings back a lot of memories. (laughs) Probably younger than Bart. We also need to acknowledge that Martin Prince is in this episode as well. Yes, that's right. And him and Bart are getting along, which is not necessarily what happens later on. Martin becomes the sort of real hyper nerdy kind of foil. Yeah, he was nerdy and I did not remember what his name was for Mm. all the episode until until Homer says, and his best friend's name is Martin. And I was like, I did not know that. There you go. I guess I'm a And we a have bad Nelson as well. Oh, yeah. Who smokes a lot. Yes, he put he, a cigarette out on his tongue. That just seemed unnecessarily violent. That was terrifying. I'm not sure why he did that. To show how terrifying he is? Um, there you go, Claire. That's why he did it. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> so out of ten... Um, look, I'd give that, that was a fun episode. Uh, mm. I'd give it seven and a half. I'm giving it an eight and a half. I thought it was really funny. Very funny. And really pacey yeah. and kind of really kept it up the whole way through. Yeah. And we saw Patty and Selma, who are oh, always great. Love them. And Homer, I don't think, was so bad this time around. Yeah, he wasn't so bad. Mm. But. Woke points, though. Oh, Bill Cosby Bill reference. Cosby. Whoopsie. Yeah. Two. Two. One. One. Zero. Yeah. To work points, do they mean it's good or bad? I don't know. <laughs> I've forgotten now the way we do it. I don't it. know what our algorithm but is he's doing. Lost, they've lost work points. Really in the negatives. Yeah, in the neg. I just want to say yes. that you are the wind beneath my wings. Oh. the wind beneath my wings. Which is the song from Days of Thunder. Oh! There you go. Wow, I know that song. Where do you not know it was popularized by Days of Thunder? Bette Midler. Please uh, subscribe. Subscribe to so it. So then it's just there and yeah. then you can just get it and yes. it's easy. Tweet about and it. And it just happens. Send us a little tweety or Tweet review us on iTunes, yeah. please. That's You know what? This is your task. Your task is to review us on iTunes. Don't yes. worry about the tweeting. Don't worry no. about any of that sort of stuff. No, no. Go leave us a review on iTunes, please. Yes. Please. Just do that one thing right now. As soon as I'm talking, as I'm talking, just do it now. Do it just now. Do it now. As five it stars. I so love we can them. just keep going. And the cats in the cradle, cradle and the, the silver spoon. spoon. Just navigate to podcast. Little Bob, you and the man in the moon find the melody. Just gonna come and home, son. I don't know. No, don't play that song. <laughs> no. All right, that should have been enough time for you to write. Love the show. Five keep stars. up the good work. Five stars. Yay. And we'll see you next time for our next episode. Ooh, which is? Flaming Moe's. Is that a drink? <laughs> is that is Moe's house on fire? Look, we'll just have to wait and see. I can't wait. This has been a house. <laughs> it's not how he speaks. I don't care. I'm Claire, that's Bach, Elementary Springfield. <laughs> Bye. Bye.